Hello, and welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast. I'm your host, Matt Visual, here to give you the, the Twitter blast. I'm here alone in the studio today. Um, Liam and George couldn't make it. That's okay. We're going to have a good time, guys. Settle down. Grab your Cracker Jacks. Uh, you know, midway you might reach a prize. Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Hey, guys, <laughs> you're not supposed to be. I've just come from the future. <laughs> really? Just to invade my single podcast. Sh- should I be offended? Like, is that a is that a slur? Hey, what? what? What is a slur? Cracker, Cracker Jacks. Jack? No, Cracker Jacks is a is a is a like a, a snack. You never it's had always a sure racism it is. with you, isn't it? Weak, oh man. my god! You never had yeah, cracker that's totally jacks. Like what caramel you meant. popcorn. I'm, I'm sure. Hold on, cracker jack. Can you imagine if they're not called cracker jacks and Matt's just got them? <laughs> no, else. no, and I know what a actually... cracker jack is. Cracker jack. I bet you do. <laughs> You're talking about those Georgia cops, aren't you? It, it, it might be racist, to be honest. <laughs> there is a white guy. <laughs> it's a white sailor guy on the on the cover. Cracker Jack. It's like caramel popcorn with like little peanuts inside. And you get like Ooh. a prize out of the original boxes. It sounds nice. Yeah, it's... It was such an innocent term right before, <laughs> before you had to go there with it. I think you went there. Yeah, I think you went there. You made me think about where the name came from. Because <laughs> that happens a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> There's Cracker Jack hot dogs back in the day. You know? You know, put that little bit of caramel popcorn with some peanuts. On a big, long hot dog. Yeah. Matt, have you ever eaten a Cracker Jack in the toilet? No. No. Good. You don't want the poo particles on your Cracker Jack uh, hot dog. Y- yeah, but I know some people who have played some games on the toilet in our Twitter segment. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Do we have jingle? Do we have a jingle for we, it? We, we do not. We uh, should. We should be developing yeah. one. R&D. Yeah, we could get a new one. We could get a new one. Is it here to stay? It might be here to stay. I like it. I'm here I, to I like stay. They, we we can use this as as you know, see if it's gonna be here to stay, if it's good or not. Right. So roll retro. We just have a remix of George saying poop particles for Twitter. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Poop. Say poop particles, George. Twitter poop. Poop. <laughs> roll retro says toilet kids. Now, I was like, nah. There's not a game called Toilet Kids. There is. There's a, there's a game called Toilet Kids. And I'm watching like the intro and you see this this kid come in. He takes off Ew. his pants. You see his wee wee and all. Okay. <laughs> Toilet Kids. It's an older kids. game, so it's just pixels. So it's okay back then, you know? It's just like a, a little triangle. A little upside it reminds down me triangle. it reminds me of the time when I was I went on holiday to France when I was like ten. And I found a Dragon Ball manga in a French, uh, like, bookshop. And I opened it. And there Goku was with his little piddle out. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I need to put this back. Yeah, you, you don't have Shit. to censor the genitals if they're kids for some reason. Wow. Manga. Yeah. I don't wow, know. that's weird. His, his little piddle was right there. And I was like, uh-oh. Piddle. N- never heard that one, though. It... Also, I'm sure we all remember that scene in the Simpsons movie. Do we? You know, I can't remember. Where where Bart is is skateboarding and and there's a visual gag involving everything getting censored out except uh what what did the kids say these days the PP <laughs> the PP yeah you notice that kids these days call it 
just people. It's like we truly have regressed, guys. Kids we truly. The, the, I don't know where. <laughs> no, no, where George do you live? What, what, on what plane of existence? I've I've been live? having to moderate YouTube comments. Is is what where this is coming from for, <laughs> for this week in particular? Oh, media literacy that brings out the worst of them. I gotta. They're all I've had a tab open. Yep, 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 and and many more. Anyways, what's next? What's we're, next? We're, no, like I gotta I gotta mention like everyone throws poop. It's a it's a shoot 'em up, and everyone throws poop. And you it's have to shoot they the don't have a poops. problem with poop at all. Like for them, it's just funny. It's funny. Yeah. There's nothing it looks, gross about it. It's weird. I, I mean, they're not wrong. Everyone poops, and it is funny. And but, and all the enemies are are like have their butts oh. out. Oh, and I see this uh, toilet enemy that that opens up the seat and then fires a projectile and then closes it. <laughs> like these these spiders have asses. Uh, th- that's where like the the web is coming out as they go down, but they're shooting the poop out of their mouth. I think uh, so. It's it's weird. It's weird. I just thought I would give that little detail there. Um, <laughs> next, <laughs> we have uh, the Binding of Isaac from a, a few people. Binding of Isaac. Have you guys played Apparently that? it's popular. It's a popular choice. I, that, I yeah. do not. Sounds like a pretty good toilet game. Like play yeah, until you die. If you die a lot. See the thing, weak. that's the thing about Binding of Isaac. G- games like Binding of Isaac and Stardew Valley, I've noticed, do a lot better in a portable environment than if I'm like sitting down on a desktop with it. I could easily imagine me actually liking Binding of Isaac more on the toilet than than in other situations. Vita renders uh, made a a D and D character that um, is poop themed. Um, he squirts poop at people to heal oh my them. God, uh, wait, that's not is, poop. He oh is Pepsi God. Man. That's pop, <laughs> not poop. <sighs> okay, that's cool. I guess <laughs> we got we got a regular a regular pick. Fire Emblem Heroes by Tyler. Okay. Um, is any is anybody still playing that? Really? Hey, hey, hey! All the fire emblems are pretty good. I haven't played any of the new ones. I should. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I thought, yeah, I'm a dude. I'm so hyped for next week when Three Houses coming out. I'm just talking about Fire Emblem Heroes. It's the mobile one, man. I'm, I'm just oh, surprised people is? are still playing that. Yeah. Don't you besmirch my love for Fire Emblem? About like a year or a year and a half ago, when I was playing through Fire Emblem Echoes on the 3DS, I. Do you think there might have been a day or two where I was on the toilet? Poop particles. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to be such a stickler for the poop particles, and then the Nintendo Switch had to come along and, and challenge my beliefs. What else we got, Matt? Uh, a lot of people said Twitter. Yeah. A lot of people Twitter said Twitter, itself. which is just regular strolling. Yeah, that doesn't I count. Mean, I agree 100%. Best game in the world for the toilet is Twitter. It It is. I mean... Some it is people hate Twitter, garbage. but my God, so. I mean, you find some really amazing memes on Twitter. I've I've grown to really love it. To be I'm honest. having a blast with these Area 51 memes. Oh my God, man! I can't yes. wait to see what will happen on <laughs> September 20th. <laughs> some people, some crazy people, are gonna do it, and they're gonna get shot. And I actually read last night that Little Nas X might be actually planning a tour to to area 51 and then some of the the border ice camps in the next few days afterwards and honestly that's like the best case scenario in my mind like turn it into a festival that has a like 
element of, of fundraising or, or social activism behind it. it. It could go to a good place, I think. If he it's seems like pretty handled good kid. Well enough. Nice Hell yeah. Ex-tude. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really doesn't care. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So we have Red Dead Redemption on the PS Vita. <laughs> How's that even possible? <laughs> remote, remote play, I'm guessing, maybe? Hey, Red Dead How Redem- long are your dumps? Yo. Oh, wait, that's right. People don't have bidets. Yeah. Pooping used to take me a lot longer than it does now. <laughs> Wash lip bidets. Are the, You're getting uh, old, George. The greatest. When you have gray hairs on your ass, you know, everything tends to take a little bit longer. It's um, all downhill from there. <laughs> the game of not trying to get too distracted by my phone on the toilet bricks. Uh, uh, Will you don't K. want those poop particles on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't play games on the toilet. <laughs> I'm worried about poop particles, Andre. <laughs> of course. Um, he's lying for sure. Um, I I got the flu a few months ago, and I spent most of the day playing Shovel Knight on the toilet. <laughs> Why does that work? Why does Shovel Knight it really work does. on the toilet? It it does. It does. Yeah. Ooh, Shovel Knight's like. Seems like a janitor. He's, he's I like remember the, right the revelation for me when the Wii U came out and I could play Shovel Knight on the toilet with the Wii U. I remember that being quite a revelation at the time. Little did you know what surprises the future would have in store. I know, right? It was the beginning of a new era. Then I could rebuy Shovel Knight and play it on the toilet with a different console. <laughs> and that was chilly. Um, we have Akai with... Um, uh, Tetris ninety nine. He won a few times. On, I am. Um, well. I'm right there. Oh with him. my that god! That was yes. that was me for a while. For yes, sure. me too. G- he knows. He knows what what we've been doing with he our time. He knows the truth. Y- you ever god. won when you know you're in a uh, midway through a push? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I, I'm gonna like if the police show up, it's your guys' fault. <laughs> If, I I feel like we're breaking some kind of law with this one. Yo, I don't I know. This just doesn't feel right. Man. That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> we're just bringing everybody to the Me same. Me interviewing level. a celebrity with we, want, would be we nice. want our we want our dads and our sons and our mothers and our daughters to have a common ground with each other to truly understand that everybody poops. Julesy says Skyrim. Switch switch Skyrim maybe I guess. Jesus, I I don't know. I don't know what it is about Skyrim. I don't get it. I played it, beat it, and that was it for me. Maybe I should play it again with some mods, and maybe maybe the magic will come back. And and maybe with uh, the the Alexa version, you can keep your hands free for your your hygiene <laughs> duties at the time. So <laughs> maybe that maybe that's what they're getting at. <laughs> silent with Silent Hill One on my Vita from Jack uh, helps with <laughs> no! the loosening. No, God damn it, Jack. <laughs> I have, I still have this footage of, of toilet kids on the PC engine playing in the background during all of this, and it's making it worse. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I I, I have to play that. <laughs> Wait, the that that the, that Indian elephant god just showed up and is stomping around and is like the boss of level two or something? Oh my god, that sounds cool. I guess who's G- G- Ganesha, the 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 elephant one. 
Uh, you, you guys have seen little statues, I'm sure. But there he is in, in Toilet Kids shooting poop out at the spaceship. Okay. <laughs> Japan mean, um, it says, come on, Tetris is the ultimate poop game. Every time a straight line falls, is a great. Subconsciously, you're playing Tetris with your own ass. People, a lot of people are saying Downwell, which I also agree with. Downwell is like one of the only games I still have on my iPhone that I open now and again while realizing I might be here for a while. Is it because you are uh, sending waste down a well of sorts? I'm just gonna let that one sit for a second, <laughs> so so that you can get get a little comfortable with with the adjustments you're making there. Oh my god, this this game keeps getting worse. Matt, why did you do this? You're, make, you're making it's it a worse. Good question. I mean, this... I could. I, you're right. I could have stopped the video, but I'm still here watching Toilet Kids on the PC Engine. It's a train wreck. I can't look away. It's it's morbid curiosity at this point, to be honest. Little crabs with little butts are shooting out little crab poop at our hero here, and yeah, it's like a, it's like an underwater level, which which makes it even worse. A, a couple people said um, Breath of the Wild, which is which is weird. I would say, you know. Cause you know, just just the breaking of the weapons. I guess you can make it short. You know, sorry, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna clown on Breath of the Wild because I hate that mechanic. <laughs> and we had we had a Twitter battle like a, a week ago. <laughs> I I am looking forward to that sequel though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm that game got super popular for a reason, and I feel like there's only a couple things they needed to change for for the rest of us to latch on to it too. It, here, here's with a regular one you know when you don't have your phone you may may have left it in the room you know shampoo ingredients by sir rick okay. the nick okay you, you could like make a game out of that you're out of reading materials <laughs> you're so bored I, that you need to pass the time make a game out of picking which brand of shampoo has the least amount of warnings on it yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have magazines. I've, I've never had magazines. <laughs> never, even back when magazines were were a thing, a thing, a thing. When you go into someone's bathroom and you see magazines, yeah. and you're like, oh. yeah. Grandma always had the the Reader's Digest. I actually, in the bathroom. I actually made an effort in my last apartment, not the one I'm currently living in, but my previous apartment that I moved out of at the start of this year. I actually had like video game art books. Ooh. In there that I would yeah. uh, that I sort of was building a small collection of that I would find it like book off and hard off uh, cheap. Like I found like a Yoshitaka Amano book with like all of his Final Fantasy designs in it and everything for like literally four dollars. I was like, God, this will go great in the toilet. And and you're just not worried about poop particles. Uh no, I mean it's four dollars, man. And the only one who's gonna handle it is me. For the most part. So I was like, this will go great in the toilet. I did. Okay. I read through that thing more than twice. I could, I could picture that. Right. Right. Uh, so I guess a couple more. Uh, Quezzo says Twitter is the best way to poop. Uh, just visualize it falling on some idiot's head. <laughs> the the sad part is that, you know, it's not going to. And uh, Chris Hawkins says smash, which is. Uh, I think I've done that. 
I think I've done yeah. that multiple Smash yeah, online matches like 90 yeah. seconds long. I've probably done that. Yeah. Do like one of the one of the stamps or something. I mean, it's either either that or, or airport smash and <laughs> Remember when I was playing Airport Smash? Airport. And it actually worked on the on the airport Wi-Fi. Wow. And oh yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was with you guys. It was decent. Yeah, it was pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. It was better than when we were actually home and trying to do it. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, because that's why Liam kept winning, because, you know, the lag, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. unpatched King K. Rule main Liam. Apart from when George played me offline with no internet lag and still lost, like, every Ooh. game. But that's cool. Ooh. It's cool. I'll, I'll I'll play him on the toilet next time. I think it won't make a difference. So, so speaking of, of games we're, we're playing at home in our own time, we, uh, we should probably uh, move on. And, and are, are there any more that are urgent, whoa, whoa, though? Wait, 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 wait. We have to give our own final choices. What's the ultimate toilet game for all, from all three of us? I'm going to do based on ours. And I got definitely got to say Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, minus Twitter, because I was going to say Twitter as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a Twitter guy. Minus Twitter. I oh. think I'm I'm Tetris. Yeah. I think Tetris too. Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, Tetris ninety nine on the Switch, and then Tetris DS, and then various iterations throughout my life of whatever cell phone I have and whatever version of Tetris is installed on that is easily the winner of of times logged while playing in the bathroom. H hand sanitize or, or or wash off your phone if it's uh waterproof. <laughs> Give it a spray. <laughs> You don't want the poo particles. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make it go through a bath. Yeah. Ugh, I can't. I, I don't like thinking about what might be stuck in the hinges. What about of my playing DS games now? in public bathrooms? <laughs> I was in high school when I had my DS and was going through my my Tetris obsession. So I believe I I did play Tetris in the the public bathrooms at school Greece. for for at least on a couple occasions and, and definitely at, at the workplace. Playing hooky by hiding in the toilet. Teen Grease is the worst Grease. <laughs> Teen Grease. <laughs> you laugh because you know what I'm talking about. Just, just Grease. You don't even know where it comes from. We, we enjoy all these and we read all these. Thank you so much for answering the question. It was a good time. <laughs> what have you been playing, guys? <laughs> Nothing that I can play on a toilet. I wish I could play Final Fantasy fourteen on a toilet. Someone did say that. <laughs> that person is a liar. Or if they're not lying, tell tell me how the hell. Laptop. Would you? You can't. What are you gonna do? Use a fucking trackpad to like? No, no. Laptop and controller. Oh, okay. Actually, hmm. It still seems a little solutions. elaborate. Like, like he comes in, he plugs in his laptop. Wouldn't your lap get a bit too hot though? And then it become hard to poop. He probably, he probably, he may have a table, puts it on the sink. You know, I thought of something. The the, the game I want to rave about this week is is something I have talked about on the podcast before. It, it is a VR horror game. Oh. However, if one plays a VR horror game on the toilet, maybe it'll make it less scary because then you don't have to worry about shitting your pants. Not really sure that that shitting your pants correlates to being less scared. I wouldn't like necessarily go into a haunted house being like, well, do you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm okay with shitting my pants. 
Yeah, if you're ever at a haunted house, just camp out in the bathroom for the whole night and just you're wear, good. Just wear a diaper. I don't know. Like if you if that's how if that's how fear works, which I don't think it does. I don't think you being okay with shitting your pants means you'd be less scared. It's all just a social construction, man. The correlation between how comfortable are you with shitting your pants means you'll be less scared. What are you really afraid of? Are you afraid of the ghosts in the haunted house or shitting your pants when you when you catch a glimpse of the spooky ghosts? How embarrassing. I'm going through the PSVR catalog again, and I want to I want to hype up the persistence. Like like I I played a few hours of it a year ago, and I think they updated yeah. it with an in-game map these days, I and there. I want to beat it. I want to finish it. It's like a it's it's basically the closest thing we got to a VR version of System Shock 2 at the moment. And and it also has some new comfort options in the screen in the options screen where I can turn off the the silhouetting. And now it like basically feels as comfortable to sit through for long sessions as RE7 did back in the day. So it feels like like a pretty good proof of concept for something I have been wanting a VR experience for, which is that uh that that E3 2006 demo of Bioshock where Ken Levine is all moody talking about how what you want to do is is play off these AIs against each other because they exist in a world that continues on without you. And in the persistence, they really don't. But it really does matter if you uh, stay slow and silent and hidden and use use these serums to, to kind of throw plasmids around that sets AIs against each other. This game has its own versions of Big Daddies and uh, and also its own version of of the the witches from Left for Dead that incorporates a kind of Slenderman mechanic where they move only when you're not looking at them. So you have to get clever with some of these monsters I'm finding in the later game. There's little uh, uh, ninja stealthy type monsters that hide in a corner, but you can see them with your X-ray vision power. So what you have to do is constantly scan the next corner every time you. Uh, hear hear that there's news of of enemies coming around the next corner or if the music gets scary or if the lights turn off there's there's like environmental cues that clue you in over whether or not they're hiding and you don't fight them by like sneak attacking them or, or getting trying to get the first blow in they're always behind cover and staying hidden so what you do is you just get really close to their hiding spot shine a flashlight on it then they get spooked and run away and it's like this kind of pacifist non-lethal way of of dealing with one of these enemy types and then those witches with the slender man mechanic it's uh it's like opposite slender man you actually want to look at them and backpedal into the unknown if you turn your camera away they start moving towards you so you have to keep your eyes focused on them which i guess makes them more like that weird scp dog monster remember uh remember that old unity horror game where where there was the the weird SCP dog monster that you had to keep your eyes trained on as you as you felt your way out of whatever room it's it's trying to get you in and uh it's 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 good stuff like i think i'm looking at like a contender for for one of the favorite PSVR games here and uh, even playing it alone, the big gimmick when I first started it up was um, that they advertised this feature where you would have a friend on a smartphone with you who'd be unlocking doors and flicking lights on and off like, like your hacker buddy remotely. But even when playing by yourself, it is still damn good stuff. I'm I'm genuinely enjoying this, the, the persistence. Yeah, I, I remember playing with you. It's I watched a trailer and it seems different. It seems like there's more powers, at least... 
maybe we didn't grab all of them <laughs> when we were playing the first time. It feels like it. We were also in the opening areas too, so there was um less less cool stuff variations that it was uh casting against each other in in there because every time we got to the big boss we kept losing because we just didn't know how to that does back seem him off like the weak point right here though is that there's always a section at the end of your runs where there's a little boss area and that's where where the difficulty kind of ramps up to a place where this game might not be suited for it like uh your character can take like two three hits and these boss areas have waves of enemies coming after you so if you mess up like if if two enemies corner you and get two hits in, you're kind of done. So uh, that's that's the weak link here. But but the journey on your runs from from the stuff in between your starting point and wherever the bosses is, is like it's it's good shock. It's good shock stuff. The, the shock games would be proud for this, this unlikely spiritual successor of theirs. Yeah. Yeah, it looks dope. I mean, I, I think with the way the game is played, it'll make it really easy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Especially with a... Oh, I guess it's with a controller, but some people are really good with a controller. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I would I would give that a try if I had a PSVR. Yeah. The, the kind of roguelike mechanic to it, too, where you're supposed to start afresh every time your character dies after 10 to... 12, 15 minutes or so is about how long I, I seem to last um also seems like a uh a hop out of vr mechanic prompt to to prevent motion sickness and then keep your eyes grounded like a lot of games i'm noticing that are built for vr do that they want you to take a take a break every every 10 minutes or so but with the persistence you got like 10 to 15 minutes between uh, the prompt to take a break and that's that's a good long meaty chunk and as a result i i was able to sit in there for like three, four-hour sessions over the weekend and really dig into it. Mm. And no no one holding the the uh, phone part to freeze enemies. No, oh, no. Oh, hard mode. Okay. Which I really, really liked. You got to use a little counter on them and have some first-person back-and-forth melee combat like like you're playing Condemned Criminal Origins. Well, 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 but, uh, what about you, Liam? Um... Playing games. Do games honestly exist outside of Final Fantasy XIV? So just, yes. Yes. Honestly, I don't even know anymore. Like I'm holding out for Fire Emblem next week, and I'm I, and even on Fire Emblem, I'm kind of like, hmm, this is gonna disrupt my my Final Fantasy time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you beat a, a Realm Reborn? Matt, I am. I am. On the final mission. God <laughs> damn it. But what have you I been am... doing? Why are you so slow? I'm not slow. I've been dicking around with like samurai now. I got the samurai job class and I've been like being a samurai and all cool and shit. And it's so fun. Yeah. yeah Dude, a Realm Reborn is a slug. It is a, it is it a, is a slug. slug. My God. It is. Do you have to play it before the good yes. stuff? Yes. Oof. Or you can pay to skip shit, but that I wouldn't makes recommend no that. sense to me. Yeah. Well, then are you underleveled when you get to the good stuff if you pay? Uh, yes, you are. But you can buy you can buy the job upgrades as well. So you'd have to spend like 
$35. I, I went to how long to beat.com's results for how long is Final Fantasy 14? Give it to me. Give it give it to me straight, Doc. Between this is their margin here. Between 117 hours and 1874 <laughs> hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's a big margin. Yeah, well, around like reborn, around reborn has taken me about 70 plus hours for sure. Ooh, Stormblood is uh, between 48 hours and 1,189 hours. You're kidding. Oh, God. No, he, <laughs> the story is not, shouldn't be that long, unless they added a lot of filler. They added a lot of filler to A Realm Reborn. A Realm Reborn must be the longest, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is a lot of filler. Like, the thing is, I know I have to do all the patches before I can even reach fucking Heaven's Ward. So, like, God damn it. Zwords. Dude, I stopped listening to this podcast. I stopped listening after um, all the filler after Heaven's not not Heaven's Word. Yeah, um, uh, a Realm Reborn. A Realm Reborn. Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Every time I went to the beach, skipped it. I don't want to hear about cooking. I don't want to hear about any of that. Just I. Why is this mandatory? Yeah, <laughs> I'm powering. I'm powering through. Like, I see all like the blue plus. NPCs that have interesting stuff, but I'm just like, I'd love to stop and chat, but I just, I just don't have the time for you, man. Yeah, because I do not have the time. You want to play what you want to play. Yeah, because I just want to get like further on. I, I'm happy that there's a lot of content in the game, but also at the same time, I'm like, come on now, this is beyond a joke. But at the same time. I still love playing it, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's weird; it's got a hold on me, and I don't like it because it's got a hold on me. <laughs> but Fire Emblem, maybe that will snap me back to reality. But we'll see. I got a spell on you. Other than that, I saw Spider-Man: Far From Home, which took three hours of my playing Final Fantasy XIV away. <laughs> Is that just like your your frame of reference now, like how you plan your days? Well. It, it, you know, it's about two and a bit hours long, what, and it requires walking. There was it worth the stop? Back. No, no, it wasn't. Oh no! <laughs> Honestly, uh, wait. Have you guys not no. seen that? I thought Matt used it. No, I did. Tomato see. meters at. It's fine. Mm. It like I don't want to piss anybody off who really liked it because there are some people who seemingly like were overjoyed by it, which absolutely amazes me. Uh, it's got a 69 Whoa. on Metacritic and a 90 on Tomato Meter, oh. so I guess it's uh it's divisive. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think I think I can see why. Like the cast is charming. Like, what's her name? Zendaya. Like her MJ is the coolest shit. She's amazing as that character. Tom Holland's fine. I think he's all right as Spider Man. I mean, he's probably the best Spider Man, but that's not really saying much. I would say. The best reason to watch the film, of course, is Jake Gyllenhaal and Mysterio, yeah. and he is great. Yeah. But it goes on for way too long, and it's just... The the angle with which they're trying to frame Spider-Man as spoilers about Endgame. Oh, 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 okay, I got my headphones off. Trying to frame Spider-Man to be basically the next Tony Stark Iron Man and like forcing that shit down his throat constantly like I kind of like that angle though it's kind of interesting the way they're going with that but yeah it's not enough to really carry the film for me it's fine it's, it's fine damn it's not the best movie I think 69 is probably what I would give it 
But yeah. Damn. I would have I would have maybe have rather stayed at home playing Final Fantasy fourteen and then watched it on Netflix in a year's time. Uh, okay, with that I'm back. welcome back. Welcome back. Um To the Dad and Son show. That sucks. I was looking forward to it, you know, being a nice little treat. You might love it. You might you might love it, man. No. If if you if you don't like it, I might say it's okay. Like I, I think from your taste, I we sort of agree on things. So we tend to agree on things. So like I would be like, okay, it was fine. Like I enjoyed myself and but that's it. I didn't really like love the movie. It's probably gonna be one of those yeah. for me then. There was just none of those like high points that most Marvel films have. Mm. Like that that moment where you're like, yeah, okay, it was worth going all the way to the cinema to, to watch this movie yeah. right now. Does it have anything to do any any continuity with um Enter the Spider Verse? No, no, because they're completely separate IPs that have nothing to do with each other. Being Spider Man and Marvel and confusing. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying, does the last comic book issue have anything to do with the movie? I mean, it's just different. I was just wondering. That, that... <laughs> Stop being dumb, George. And... <laughs> I mean, they can't do a real, uh, a live action black character for Spider-Man and have it work when Tom is doing really well. You see the reaction. He is, he is fine. Like, he is easily the best Spider-Man that exists and he's better than toby and definitely andrew i think but he's just a bit plain jane he's very clean smile boring and he's i get it he's english and it's great that one i like i love him as spider-man at least so far <laughs> let's see after i this. think he's got more personality when he's in in avengers because he plays off the other characters a lot like his introduction when he takes away captain america's shield in civil war starts to give you the idea of what he's going to be like but when he's like front and center on his own he loses a lot of that personality because a lot of the time the people he's meant to be bouncing off is like his friends but throughout almost the entire movie he's always away from his friends like his friends are in a group and they're all talking to each other about like wow spider-man look what spider-man's doing but that of course means that that Spider-Man is is far away doing whatever he's doing, fighting or talking with the villain or whatever. So he doesn't get that much chance to bounce off people that often mm. like he does in Avengers, which brings out his personality more. Yeah, it's kind of strange how it's working like that for him. Well, on the bright side, watch some Jake Gyllenhaal movies. You know, start with Donnie Darko. Get weird with it. Go go to some yeah. Nightcrawler. That's that's some good stuff. Prisoners or oh. Brokeback Mountain. Which I've never watched. I don't know why. Oh no, that was back in the day, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, uh, <laughs> gaze on a mountain." Uh, yeah, uh, oh I need god. to watch it. Oh yeah, that sure never changed, huh? Well, no, I think it has a little bit. I mean, I remember the outcry being like loud, really loud. Yeah. Um, it was not cool. Yeah, so I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna watch it. I just like what's what's worse, outcry over gay cowboys or outcry over Black Little Mermaid? Both are dumb and kind of in the same boat. Uh yeah, I mean, the mermaid is like for different reasons, I guess. 
I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like like I've seen so much. Fourteen years between the two. I've seen so much stupidity on Twitter, man. That I just don't know anymore, <laughs> man. <laughs> Everyone's on Not Twitter. Not even man. just Twitter. Just like just like the internet in general. Like you open any news website and you're gonna read something, dumb. and you're like, wow, this guy survived. He ties his shoes in the morning. How? I mean, I, I saw I saw this like uh, not meme, but uh, this viral tweet where they had a "Make America Great Again" wedding, and she had it like down the line of her, her dress. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw. Why that. would you? Why? <laughs> why though? It's your special day. Why? <laughs> what they call it when uh, when when one uh, shares their intimate romantic experiences with 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 another man. So. She had it down her dress. Oh, my big letters God. down her front of the dress. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I, you know, whatever, whatever, Truly whatever beautiful. makes people happy. You know, I guess people, people have um, done like uh, Game of Thrones uh, weddings and stuff like that. So I can't. And I mean, I, that doesn't weird me out. So I guess that's not the same. That's is, not. Is, is it the same? Game of Thrones is isn't taking away people's rights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones isn't isn't decommissioning the epa and nasa and <laughs> and replacing the justice oh, department no, no, I'd him off. game of thrones doesn't have political power is what I, the the big difference uh, but what is the difference uh from what we're talking about <laughs> is the game i've been playing uh there we go <laughs> finally did you play it on the toilet uh, i have i've not i've not maybe i should try that bring the laptop in plug it in you know get the controller going Probably have it on my legs, burn my legs a little bit. Um, no, um, I've been playing uh, still. I haven't beat it because I didn't have time. Like I, I think I got near the end. Uh, Outer Wilds. I got near the end. Uh, at least it feels like it. You know, you 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 feel like you've um, discovered some like deep stuff. Like because you can see, um, yeah, that just, just just yeah, you discover some deep stuff. And um, I'm just gonna say that, and <laughs> and you're like, oh man, is this the? End? And then you just don't know where to go. It happens a lot, like where you're just like, okay, what what do I do now? I guess I haven't done this yet. Let me do this. Maybe I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. Um, and you're like, oh, I do need to land on this thing. Like yeah, so yeah, it's um, it's good. It's real good, and it just just like this this terrifying like uh, you know if you were to go to into space now it would be terrifying like you're out there and like anything that would happen you would just be lost in space and that's your life you're done you know like that and or it's a pretty cool way to yeah. go <laughs> and uh if you were to it's, go it's horrifying it's horrifying way to go yeah and imagine going through a black hole and not knowing exactly what it does and make and the the way it uh moves your your vi your, like the vision of uh, space <laughs> that you're looking at like it's just oh yeah yeah how you can see stuff behind the black hole when you're in front of the black yeah, hole yeah like that feeling of the unknown is is on planets you know and and everything in um in outer wilds and it's uh it's good oh man i love me some like weird it's space. weird space dude I yes. think you I think you might like this. If you love Subnautica, like a, a guy tweeted at me, he's like, is it like Subnautica, like that weirdness of um, the like an unknown planet? 
And like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like that. No crafting, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I think you should play it, George. Oh. I think you should play it. I at least give it a, like, go to the planets and you're going to be like, wait, what? And there's going to be th things you don't understand and it, it's going to be okay. Like, it's, it's it, the way they have the cookie crumbles, the cookie crumbs all over the place, it's, it's good. It's good. It's it's pretty solid. Um, and usually I don't like mist type of games, but um, this one it's done well. Even though I would say I've gone gotten not you don't really get stuck. You just feel like you made a big discovery and you feel like it should just you know snowball. No, <laughs> you gotta keep you gotta keep going and and um. You know, hopefully you get to a certain part where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a big discovery. Um, and this is the end of the game. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a long it's a long one. It's not it's not a short one. Got an interesting fact for you. You might not know this. Hmm? So, you know, the company that makes Outer Wilds. Yeah. What are they called? Mobius Digital. Do you know who owns that company? No. Who? That guy who played hero in heroes is that his name seriously yeah what no way yeah he's like the head creative guy he's like super into video games and like the guy who originally came up with outer wilds was like a student and he pitched it and somehow the guy from heroes found it and was like hey i'm gonna throw a bunch of money at this and create a game studio and they did Dude, they made a good game. It's pretty it, cool. I didn't. I don't know if I said this last time, but uh, I, I think it's a good game. <laughs> I think it's a good game, man. You, that's it. They whatever they tried to accomplish, I think they did it, and they should be proud. <laughs> they should definitely be proud. It's good. You have to check it out at some point. Yeah, yeah. If you if you like Miss Subnautica type of games, this might be up your alley. Like really deep, deep in there. Yeah, deep in I, your alley. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting on on another bitter topic that'll come up later, and that's whenever it'll show up on another digital store. Yeah. Oh my goodness, let it go, man. <laughs> let it go. It's not hard to wait. It is not hard at all. I got plenty of games to play in the meantime. Then don't complain about it. I'm not really. It's my plan. A bitter moment, he says. Oh, it's gonna be. We'll I mean, get there. I mean, this the steam is to be uh to be announced. So I'm patient. It's 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 at least it's it's coming at some point. You could get it on the Microsoft Store. You don't want that. <laughs> That's even worse. Oh yeah, no, it's on the Microsoft Store. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna go pee. It's Sega season at Prime Cable. Right now, Prime Cable, Kmart, and Pepsi are offering incredible savings on the Sega Channel, Sega Genesis units, and games. All you have to do is buy a cube of Pepsi at any area Kmart. Bring your receipt to Prime Cable on Saturday, December 7th, between 10 and 4, and you'll save over $35 on the Sega Channel, with free activation and free first month service. Plus, meet Sonic and Classy 100 Air personalities and sign up for free prizes. Give the gift of fun this holiday season. The Sega Channel, offered exclusively at Prime Cable. Hello. And welcome back <laughs> to the Dad and Sons podcast. I, I, I hope your day is going well. You know, our mornings, uh, me and George are, are straight, I would say. Liam over there is about to play some Final Fantasy XIV throughout all the night. I wish, man. I wish. 
my mornings are just getting better and better. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I, I reset my sleep schedule to like a more normal thing. Last week was like the first time in years where I actually deliberately aimed to get up around 730 and actually did and went to the Waffle House and had a coffee and a pancake <laughs> and it felt waffle. like I was a normal person. <laughs> it's so cute. Waffle House? I feel like you could find something a little bit more. You guys, I, I love seeing the city wake up when i was doing my bicycle trip and whenever i'm like camping whenever i'm out sleeping on the streets you know i love that feeling of waking up around the same time you start seeing garbage trucks and traffic jams yeah begin. it's it's it makes you feel like you're part of society it is very alluring i hate i both simultaneously despise waking up because i am not a morning person but when i am up and it's really early i love it it's so fresh. There's all this weird stuff happening that you've never seen before because you're always too yeah. lazy. And it, it reminds you that that everyone's got got a job and, and society functions off of that. And like it gets to like 11 a.m. and you feel like you've already lived an age and you're like, wow, it's still <laughs> yeah. so early. Look what am I going to do with the next 14 hours I have left today? Yeah. Yeah. Wake up early and go on a hike. That's a you see, well, I, is, I am oh. getting into a pretty good habit where Monday, Wednesday, and Friday these days, I wake up at 7.30 and I go to the gym. And that is like <laughs> my good habit. And then the rest of the time, I I don't have to start working until like 9.45. So I, and I don't live that far away. So I wake up at de like dead on nine every day. Can't really take hikes in Atlanta in the morning. Yeah. But but I bet in in Japan there's there's more options in a lot of cities. Oh, it's it's good. It, it can get bad when you've been out karaokeing until like the early hours of the morning, and because because karaoke rooms are really dark, then you know you get confused. You think it's always night, but then you go outside and you see those same garbage trucks that fill you with joy when you wake up early, but fill you with dread that. <laughs> It's like 6 a.m. and you've been karaokeing for seven hours and not realized it. Oh, no. Yeah. There's there's nothing worse than hearing the garbage trucks when you go to bed. And there's nothing better than hearing yeah. the garbage trucks when you're waking up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dad and sons. We like the smell of trash in the morning. Speaking of trash. Oh, yeah, baby. The BBC has put out an article <laughs> rounding up trash. some stories from... The BBC is fine. It's it's their, their topic at hand here that's, that's the trashier. It's a British trashier. institution, I'll have you know, sir. Don't they typically, like, like rate pretty highly as far as, like, accuracy and fact-checking are going? They're, like, they're publicly funded, yeah, right? BBC's fine. It's where I read my news for the most part. But, you know, it's a bit wishy-washy when you're funded by the people, technically, but also take donations and money from elsewhere anyway anyway the bbc has rounded up some stories from concerned parents over kids who have spent a shitload of money on mobile games the article here opens up with someone who had a 22 year old disabled son with cerebral palsy uh complex epilepsy autism learning difficulties that i guess total up to the approximate cognitive ability of a seven-year-old child he has been charged £3,168 between February and March Whoa. of this year, which cleaned oh. out their entire savings. 
the mother wow. contacted iTunes, who were extremely helpful but unable to refund the amount, and uh, then pushed her on to contact the game developer. The, the, the quote here that, that hits hard to me is that it's extremely distressing that vulnerable people such as my son become victims of what is thought to be an educational game. Uh, what is the game? The game in question is Hidden Artifacts. A, uh, let's, let's, let's see how, how the BBC describes it. Involves finding various items and matching them to the description. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Was, what's he doing? Just paying for the hints? <laughs> what's he doing? It looks like... Um... The, the room games where you had to find things. Oh, like, like where you m manipulate objects to find stuff or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got another one. A 16-year-old son who spent 2,000 pounds on a mobile EA NBA basketball game. Apparently, this, this kid was using the parent's bank card and then parent had no way of realizing until the bank started declining payments. Don't give your kids your phones. I, I don't know what to do when I when I have kids. I I mean, uh, Liam is probably really weirded out by some talk me and Matt had over like whether or not we need to immigrate before having children. Happens. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That was an interesting conversation. It's weird because I was having the same conversation about the opposite about Japanese schooling systems being so tough for kids that you'd probably want to move after a certain point. Anyway, besides really? the point, uh, don't give your kids your phone. Especially if your phone is connected to your credit card. feel like it's just a given as a precaution in the first place, right? Quote, 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 quote. EA made no response to me and Google Play has a disclaimer about kids using parents' banks without permission. My daughter had to use her university savings to pay the bill and it has caused huge damage to our family. S says Susan Taylor from Scotland. Wait, the daughter's in university and she spent that amount of money? What is she doing? She should know better. How old is she? I imagine English university would be 18, 19. Like, does she, is she a freshman or, you know? Well, if she, a freshman would be 18. Yeah. I mean, also, if the parent doesn't have the money, but the, like, is there really, how, what, what is the reasonable action to take there? Do you take out a, a like quick payday loan to pay this bill? If your kid racks up $2,000 on mobile games, what is a parent supposed to even do? There is already standards. Like mobile gaming has changed a lot, of course, because it became this huge, massive thing. But there are prompts to stop you from doing in-app purchases now and you have to go through things. But I accidentally, it's weird. This funny this coming up. When I was doing some research the other day looking into some mobile titles for some things i nearly accidentally by my phone changing from portrait to landscape accidentally pressed a 99 pound dlc by accident oh. and nearly actually pressed it uh. and i pressed it and it went up to the prompt and then like all it is is a tick and if you press the tick because your account's already set up it will just automatically happen. And I was so close to pressing it that I, in the fear, I immediately went to my emails and was checking through to make sure I didn't have like a payment receipt from Apple because I was freaking out. I just accidentally by my screen rotating and moving the position of all the prompts, 
paid for 99 pound DLC. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there like lag that got you to misclick? Because that happens yes. to me a lot. So the screen lagged while it was rotating and then when it came back it was like it brought up the prompt for the 99 Oh, that's that's what pound. you clicked on two seconds ago when it wasn't even on the screen where you're And I'm was. like, no. And I like quickly like double tap and like swipe the app out and then go back and it's like, oh, disconnect from the iTunes store. I'm like, thank fuck. Wow. My God. Uh, with these stories, especially the university one, it's like hard for me to relate. Uh, and I say, I say a few people who just don't buy these things because if they don't have the money to waste on like some mobile game that you're probably gonna toss in like a couple weeks or whatever, you just don't buy it. You know, you don't get addicted enough to spend two grand. But, but you remember being a kid, right? When you had no money and would play anything that was free? Yeah. I do remember using my dad's old Nokia and going to the game section. And this was like a couple of generations before iPhone and the, the sharp uh, LG phone or whatever it was that had the colorful pictures and stuff. Where it could connect to the internet and it would have games like the Tomb Raider mobile port, the Rayman mobile port, the upgraded version of Snake and stuff. And I would just like download them because I had no idea what I was doing. And then my dad told me like maybe six months later, he was like, hey, you you purchased those games when you downloaded them. I was like, oh, oh shit. I think one of my most shameful memories in my brain throughout my entire lifetime involves me borrowing another kid's Game Boy at daycare. I might have been like five or six. Wait, I was too young to know what the word delete means in context of a person's list of save files. And I was just pressing buttons and didn't realize what I had done until it was too late. Oh, no. And and that kid was was never going to be my friend after that point. But when thinking back you on are the worst. on how like like five six year old me didn't even know what the word delete was, I can't imagine what five six year old kids nowadays are, are supposed to know what the words like purchase and transaction and verify are I don't know. And they, authorized they, they are supposed they, to mean. They sure know how to talk shit on YouTube. That's for sure. Well, well, well. Speak, speaking of kids who are who are five and no. way younger than that to have an established vocabulary uh well next up we got got claire from from west yorkshire who uh has a five-year-old kid Jesus. this this five-year-old kid installed mini golf king on uh their parents phone and knew they were not allowed to spend money but somehow uh the parent described it as this game successfully tricked him into spending 300 pounds on in-app purchases <laughs> Fortunately, my card issuer blocked some of these transactions, but a purchase for 75 went through along with a few smaller ones. Aww. When my son realized that he had spent real money, he was completely inconsolable, saying he was so sorry for being naughty, and he thought they were pretend coins. My refund request via Google Play was automatically rejected. Oh, here we go. I explained that my son is autistic and his disability makes him vulnerable. He doesn't really understand the concept of being manipulated and he wouldn't necessarily understand why people who make games want money. Oh, that's uh, that's that's some childhood innocence for you. Why would people who make games want money from you? Yeah. Oof. In days, that's how it was. I, I offered to delete the account and submit a refund case, but they said this would be non-reversible. I have heard nothing since. 
People will say, well, you should be supervising him. I was. I was in the room, says Claire from West Yorkshire, as I imagine her arms waving in the air. But the game is a children's game, rated Peggy 3. I would allow him to watch a U-rated film, and I assumed Peggy 3 games were safe to play with casual supervision. <gasps> this makes me wonder, actually. That's a really good point. That's a really, really good Yeah, point. maybe this is the solution. Maybe Peggy and the ESRB could include rules about how difficult it is to access in-game purchases and incorporate that into the age rating. You probably, you should probably not be allowed to do it under certain ages anyway that you, you know people have always said that like self-regulation is, is supposedly the best solution here and this is i i'm sure this is a solution that has been discussed by people more important than us this is bad this is bad man it has been for a while as well it does need yeah to be more regulated Tricking kids, man. I mean, some parents should not be allowing their kids to have their phones, especially if they're connected to credit cards anyway. Like, that, I feel like you should just not be doing anyway. But yeah, definitely educational games or games aimed at children, where God. the audience specifically, the target audience is children, you should not be putting in-app purchases in those games. My kids are going to be real mad at me. I think I think the best solution I'm going to have here is like give them an old phone with no data. Just buy them a Final Fantasy 14 MMO subscription. Oh no. Once a month and then they don't need anything else. I mean, there's a little there's a little like reading under it says in-app purchases and you just don't buy those games or don't download. Well, well I'm I'm just thinking of of giving my kids a, a, a cell phone that has no internet access at all. I mean, just just I'll, I'll do all the installing for I don't them. know if that works. Amish dad. <sighs> when when they're old enough to figure out a way around it, they should be old enough to figure out why I was doing that in the first place. <laughs> it's a good test. <laughs> right, right. Because because you always got to keep that in mind. Your, your kids are going to figure out how to get around your rules. Your rules are there to send a message. They're, like, don't assume that they're there to actually block them permanently out of this stuff. Like, how much do you really want to download Temple Run 25? Like, are you really going to break my rules? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the kid will find out from how much extra effort it takes to download this crap that is, it is just How far crap. does this go? Yeah. That's how I found out whether an anime is worth it. Like, am I going to download this anime? It's too much effort. Uh, yeah, yeah. How far does this go? Be, Let's be just, home by we, 10. We can move on, I think, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> be home by it, 9 a.m. Breaks it, it. It depends on how walkable the neighborhood is, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's contextual. <laughs> Next big news story of, um, of, of the week folds into something that I think Liam and I, and, and maybe Matt too, I don't know, might, might get hyped over. Tetris Effect is coming to the PC. Matt, did you play Tetris no, Effect? No, I did not. Ah, well, yeah, you it's... can. Do you remember? Do you remember Matt? Do you remember Matt's like thing? Do you remember from last year? I'll never forget it. What? Mm. Go on, Matt. What? Mm. Say the catchphrase. I don't know what my catchphrase was last last year. It's just Tetris. <laughs> just Tetris. It's just Tetris. It's just Tetris. Why is everybody so hyped about this? It's just it Tetris. Just Tetris. <laughs> Look at it. It's just Tetris. It's not wrong. It's but it's. <laughs> It's a pretty Tetris with like cool sound design. They, they, it's the next best version of just it's, Tetris. It's, <laughs> they probably made this thinking like, oh. Have virtual sex with your best friend, good Tetris. <laughs> they probably made this thinking like, oh, it's not going to be popular. It's just like, 
we would love to do this for ourselves, you know? And then all of a sudden it blew up. Oh my God, Tetris is amazing. Oh, oh, oh. And people were like, oh, oh my God. I didn't receive I remember hearing reception. more chatter about Tetris 99 than Tetris Effect, really. But... No, Tetris Effect, when it came out, fucking blew up. Yeah, it blew up. It won game of the year in some hey, places. What the hell? What the <laughs> hell? All they Matt did was put pretty colors and music. <laughs> What? But it's made by Mizuguchi and Mark. It's great. For what? <laughs> Tetris. For iterating and improving the game of all time. Oh my god. You can't beat like when it's the game of all time. <laughs> so uh, Tetris Effect is coming to PC with HTC Vive and Oculus Rift support. You can also play it with their wand style controllers, which... <gasps> I don't know. Matt might have a better mental image of, of this than I do, but because the, the touchpad, like how well of a sense of control are you going to get out of a I game that requires very... I do not want to play Tetris with the controllers yeah. of the Vive or the Rift. Yeah. No. That doesn't seem no, right. Matt, I don't as, know. That doesn't seem right. As, as, as a former owner, maybe you might have a better idea of what that control scheme would look like. For... for um... For Oculus, Tetris on the on the Rift wands, yeah. I I would hope they have a keyboard mode where you can see it in VR while using your keyboard, but uh, it, they would just it'll be just like a controller. I mean, that's what they are. Uh, the wands, uh, the the one um, hmm. that uh, uh, the HTC Vive. Those have the touchpad, but Oculus does not have a touch touchpad. I'm it thinking just has like uh, you. You you rub your thumb on the touchpad and that control it's like your your Tetris piece is stuck on your thumb. The trigger rotates, so you like move your thumb around, rotate with the trigger. Uh, I'm worried about carpal tunnel syndrome, but I don't know. It, it plays fine with a controller on the PlayStation, so that might end up being the the ideal way it's meant to be played. But depending on how they do the tracking for that touchpad, it might might be a little iffy. I mean, they could map it to the buttons to make it feel like a uh, a D pad. I mean, does the Oculus controller have buttons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a regular controller split in half. Oh, yeah, there we go. I yeah. see it. So wait, was this whole time I, I might have been thinking of the, the HTC yes. one? With yeah, the that's touchpad. what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at the Oculus controller. This there, There's a left and a right button there and triggers for rotations that should be fine. Yeah. That is the one with the touchpad with no traditional D-pad. Okay. I wonder if you, like, wave it. <gasps> Ooh, maybe you hold a trigger down and then start moving your hand to control the left and right. Of of the piece dropping. A anyways, anyways, um, what's what's less iffy is uh, 4K resolution and up ultra wide resolution support, um, uncapped frame rate, no VSync, options for texture filtering. You can adjust the particle size and volume so that you can play just Tetris but prettier with with all of that goopy, glowy particle effects ramped up to 11. Strap yourself in VR and, and go flying through the cosmos playing Tetris with, with like stars just, just killing your eyeballs of brightness. Um, however... Wow, we're paying for a mod pack, basically. No! Um, however, you, you will have to pay for that Epic Game Store exclusivity. That's why there's so many dislikes on this video. <laughs> yep. Yep. This 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 keeps coming up. 
It's a, uh, it's 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 a bitter point of contention that has caused arguments on this podcast before. That uh, that that we should not spend much time on. Um um, I guess let's see how how should we do this? Uh, uh, uh Liam, I'm gonna give you uh, uh 20 30 seconds here to to state your piece, and then I'll give myself 20 30 seconds to state mine, and then maybe we can move on. Okay. <laughs> You sound scared. Are you scared? No. Oh. Re- I'm resolute. Who's first, me or you? Um, um, um. I'll flip a coin. I'll flip a coin. Wow. Why okay. you flip a coin? I, I got a, I got a jar of pennies you next cheat. to me as hell. I'll say uh, the people who oh, haven't installed the launcher, you're missing out some free games, man. <laughs> I got a lot of free games. We should, we should, we should, we should do rock, paper, scissors, and we just say after three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 more foolproof. So, all right. Three, two, one. Then say. Okay. Um. Wait. Who's doing the countdown? Matt can do the countdown. <laughs> the 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 referee. Okay. okay. <laughs> three, two, one. Rock. Zers. Okay. Ah. Okay. <laughs> my statement. My stand. Yeah. Yeah. Reality is video games need money to be made. This is one way of doing it because it's very hard to recoup your losses and either your development costs when making video games. One way to do it is through exclusivity deals. Every company in the world that has a platform, Sony, PlayStation, Nintendo, Apple, uh, Steam, uh, Epic Store, they have to bring people to their store. This is how it works. This is how it has worked for a while. Changing that would make massive detrimental effects on smaller video game studios like Enhance, which is a studio in Japan of the size of about five people who then hire other studios in Japan to work on projects like Tetris Effect, which thankfully has been very successful, but probably not as successful as you think. That's why they have to rely on stuff like exclusivity deals. And now you look as just Matt has just pointed out, you now get free games with Epic and you're missing out. And all of these new games that are getting added to it make it a more viable thing to have on your PC. It is not hard to download another launcher for this kind of thing. But supporting games is great, so go buy at full price. If not, stop complaining that games have exclusivity deals because the money has to come from somewhere to pay people's salaries. There you go. The longevity and reliability of the Epic Game Store has yet to be proven, as well as its online security issues, which which have been a thing in the past. As a consumer with money on the line that you need to pay for health care and food and other surprisingly expensive transactions every single month it makes more sense to wait and be patient and, and wait for games to get cheaper and get upgrades yeah I, cool okay no i don't disagree with you I, I i guess i mean no one wants to hear my my opinion but you know i'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say Referee, it. You're i don't care this. you're impartial <laughs> <laughs> you're impartial i don't care i agree with george it's better to buy games cheaper but that's that's what makes it harder to make games because they cost money to make. Uh, 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 the, the reality of video game funding, depending on exclusivity deals like that, speaks to uh, what, what I believe is a greater problem involving how games are funded and how much money in our society gets funded to arts in general <laughs> and how viable these careers and projects can be. Um, the Digital ownership is a huge issue for, for me as a stickler point. I don't know. I kind of wish I opened with that, actually. Because it's like... How do you know if you're still going to be able to play them 10 years from now? How do you know anything? Like, that argument to me is... No, no, we had this conversation. (laughs) Like, okay, no, just just one point on that. Just one, and now I'm done. Yeah, 
Nobody fucking knows anything about the viability or the longevity of fucking anything. We use Audacity and Skype and stuff to record this podcast. Who fucking knows whether they'll be around next year and whether iTunes will be around to host this podcast or whatever. Like, it doesn't... It, it's the same as every digital piece of media right now in the world. So it's just like... It's a mute point right now. My my opinion is I don't... I don't care. Developers get that money. I know how it is to not have, have it. So... Get that money. Get paid for what you're doing. Um, as long as the Epic Launcher is not a virus <laughs> and not messing up my computer, I am okay installing another launcher. Watch. I gotta install it. Okay. I gotta install Blizzard for for other games. So no one complains about that crap. <laughs> Watch Ken Wong, the creator of Florence's GDC talk from this year that came out today on their YouTube channel about the postmortem of Florence, and he goes in depth about how Anapura funded that project to be the publisher and how they were basically incredibly important to how that game got funded and wouldn't exist without it that is one good example of that anyway you you know yeah this actually segues into how neon genesis evangelion was (laughs) held up in a rights limbo for years yeah and American viewers had no legal way of watching it until fairly recently between the DVD releases way, way back in the day and now in 2019 until Netflix acquired that. I'm just going to leave. Uh, see, see you guys later. Bye, Matt. See we, we, we were planning on a spoiler chat between me and uh, Liam. I have a good times. All right. Let me let me make a timestamp down here for for a moment that I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for. Oh, my God. Liam, do you remember like two years ago when we got a fan mail that was saying, can you guys talk about anime? Yeah, it was old. What was his name? Johnny. Lonely Johnny. It's finally happening. The The dream of Lonely Johnny is finally coming true. So yeah, I don't know why we're doing this, but George has been very enthusiastic about, in our, in our chat, in our group chat, George has been very enthusiastic about Evangelion. It, it's, this is like the only anime series I've actually managed to complete to a point where we can have a spoiler chat on the podcast. So this this is an event. I guess I guess so, right? Yeah, so we're having we're having a, a, an impromptu, not an impromptu. We planned this. We're having a <laughs> one off spoiler cast. We have done spoiler casts in the past with games and stuff, haven't we? And movies, but never anime. But not an anime. I don't think. I don't remember. Um, but we feel like Evangelion would be as George has actually watched a show from beginning to end and wait george have you watched end of evangelium yes yeah i did not see the other movie though i've been told that that's entirely optional yeah i feel like death and rebirth i think that's what it's called Mm -hmm. the other ones are basically retellings oh man it has some like kingdom hearts ass name too it's like death and rebirth one half to the third power it has japanese naming conventions yes and the other one is like evangelion re what is it the new one, rebirth. No, what? It? Re colon birth. Rebirth or something like the remaking the series again. I don't. Oh well, it does. That's not what we'll be talking about. We're talking about Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion. We have to start with the most famous part of all of Evangelion. You you actually know the words. Of course, it's literally one of the most famous karaoke songs in Japan. Nice. 
It's super famous. So, I was thinking of starting us off with an improv game in which we'll try to recite from memory how it begins and just how batshit insane crazy it ends. Yeah. With with the two of us swapping sentences off between each other. How are we doing this? Are we doing this like from beginning to the end of the series to then the end of Evangelion? Yeah, end of the end of the the end of the end of Evangelion. Yeah, but the end of the series and the end of Evangelion are the are the same timeline just yeah. retold two different ways. But we can still we can still go in order and try to make a like five minute synopsis here to uh, give give listeners a, a quick refresher. I mean, we can try. OK, are you ready? OK, <laughs> let's start. All right. I'm going to start us off. Uh, the year is 2015 and Tokyo 3 is under attack. Uh, a, a whiny boy named Shinji meets <laughs> a, a really cool ass woman called Katsuragi. Uh. A, Katsuragi and Shinji's dad need him to get into a giant fighting robot, but he really, really doesn't want to. Shinji's dad, by the way, is a massive dick. We think so far because the the, the first episode gets into a little bit of how big the, the theme of dad issues are in this anime. I mean, there's a lot of issues in this anime, but one of them is dad <laughs> issues, and he gets into the big robot... Then he fights a thing called an angel. It's a big blob kaiju monster that destroys the city, and it ends up defeating Shinji's robot, which goes berserk and defeats the angel in its berserk mode in Shinji's near-death state. Yeah, you don't see the end of that uh, that fight, because Shinji wakes up in hospital like the little bitch he is, not remembering anything. Oh my god. Um, let's see, what... What happens in the next episode? Um, Monster of the week. Ray Ray shows up in the next episode, and she's like a weird. Well, she was also in the first episode, but Ray is a strange robotic person. She's all like being up. And stuff. Uh, uh, Shinji walks in on Ray getting out of the shower, and they have an anime fan service moment. Wait, is that the second episode? Wow, it's really early. Second might be third. I one of the early ones. Uh, then uh, they they the only one who can fight is Eva One, which is Shinji's robot. The famous purple one, Eva, like Eva Zero Zero, Ray's robot doesn't work properly. Uh, Shinji gets picked on at school by a bully. Because Shinji's robot fucked up a building that had this bully's sister in it, and the sister had to go to hospital. But Shinji and Ray defeat the next angel together, which is like a weird diamond thing that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. They have these things called the AT fields, which is called After Terror? What is it called? I, I don't remember them getting into that, actually. Yeah, yeah, the AT field is called, like, After Terror. It symbolizes the uh, barriers we put up against other people. Anyway, this is later in the series, but it symbolizes the barriers. The, they're basically physical barriers of what you put up around you to block other people out of your life because you're afraid to let people in. The scientists behind the Evangelion specify that it only works on these 14-year-old children in particular. For some reason, no other demographic can pilot these robots. I mean, that's all bullshit and horseshit because we know by the end it's because Evangelions have souls. Um, in a few episodes later, Asuka shows up, who's a real mean girl. Is she American or German or both? I don't. <laughs> Her name is not Asuka. It's Asuka Soru Langley. She's half German, half Japanese, and she's real mean. And she's she is the worst character in the world. God, she never stops talking shit about everyone. She, uh, I mean, to be fair, she has very bad 
mental health issues, but she is a she's a terrible human being. Shinji and Asuka have to defeat a robot together by learning how to dance together. Yeah, they have to dance like they use old school Sony Walkmans to practice being in sync with each other. And Ray, and then like Asuka thinks she's amazing at everything, but then Ray and Shinji do it immediately one time together, and then Asuka throws a hissy fit. The the next angel that shows up is just a blob shadow with a zebra pattern on it, and they don't know how to fight it because it breaks the laws of physics. Angels, by the way, they never really explain what the hell angels are in, until you look deeper into Wikipedia's. But basically, they're just these things that turn up and they kind of just mind their own business, shooting lasers and stuff, and then they get always always within like five minutes get beaten up by evangelions which are possibly the worst machinery in the world shinji's evangelion gets defeated by the angel and he gets slooped into the shadow blob where he has a conversation with another layer of his consciousness that tells him that there are different versions of shinji that exist inside other people's souls and it gets all weird we skipped like four episodes at this point but uh, yeah essentially shinji becomes a it's a foreshadowing of the end of the series and Shinji basically becomes one with his Eva because the idea is that humans all have souls and they don't need their physical bodies to actually exist. Um, um, oh God, what, what's the another angel that, oh yeah. Oh, Shinji gets, Shinji gets spat out naked after that experience. And, and there's the one that's in orbit that's going to bomb nerve, but they catch the bomb and like throw it away. Wait, that happens before that. Ah! No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, cool. Never mind, then we're good. I don't think I don't think so anyway. It's all jumbled at this point, but in the background there's a guy called Kaji who is really cool and he likes like sleeping with women, specifically one woman who is a badass. So they're both badasses together. And um he's like secretly working for Nerf, but also secretly working for the Japanese oh, defense yeah. Yeah, that's right. force thing. So he's like trying to find out information about Shinji's dad and about these people called Seal, who are basically like the Illuminati, and they have a plan called the Adam Project. While Shinji's floating around naked in the goop realm, we, we learn that, that Masato has dad issues too, because her dad saved her during the apocalyptic second impact, but she wants revenge on both the angels and her dad? It gets weird? Yeah, Misato is Katsuragi, by the way, the cool ge- general lady who is dating Kaji. Oh god, shit, we don't have a lot of time left. Fuck, fuck. Well, keep going. Um, um, Shinji, when battling the, the, oh god, the next angel turns out to be a, a little boy that hits on Shinji and, and it gets gay. Ah, uh, yes. Kaoru. Kaoru comes along and he's this really white looking thing. Kind of looks like a male version of, uh, Rei. Really confident, swami little kid. Shinji kind of falls in love with him. He tells Shinji that, depending on the translation you're looking at, he loves him or he likes him, that he's worthy of his grace. Shinji's cool with it. Shinji's like, hey, maybe I'm gay. Well, he doesn't really do that, but it's implied that maybe he thinks it's implied. he has feelings for Kaoru. But then he ends up having to squash his head. So Yeah, Shinji finds the courage within himself. Not the courage. Oh, God, wait, we totally skipped over how there was a fourth child that Shinji didn't want to kill when the angel takes oh, over. Oh, God. By the way, yeah, the bully, the bully we were talking about, like, five this minutes ago. Yeah. The bully turns out that he ends up being, like, the, the fourth children. They're, like, the fourth pilot for the next Evangelion. But then that Evangelion basically goes berserk immediately, and they can't control it, so Shinji has to kill it. So he kills it, and he basically fucking... Well, he doesn't. His dad puts it into like autopilot mode and then it fucking destroys that guy's thing and Shinji thinks he's killed 
his friend and he basically at that point loses all mental facilities whatsoever yeah it's it's important that when shinji kills the the other angel who's a boy there's less hesitation there than there was the first time no i don't know shinji pops that fucker's head and then forever hates himself and then like the last three episodes happen and like the animation style starts turning into like doodles and sketches you missed the part that the the angel boy the floating boy who like shinji was floating down to the bottom of nerf because he wanted to meet a giant angel that well originally one of the first angels uh lilith which basically is like the creator of all life on earth human beings are actually called lilins there you go. While the the animation style gets all goopy because they're they're plugged into the human instrumentality project, which is like the Matrix. That company, that company, that Illuminati called Seal. Basically, they have been planning all along for uh, the final angel to come along, and then for Eva One to merge with the Lil the Lilith angels, so that then all human beings could lose their physical bodies and basically become the singularity. They wanted all of the human souls to live as one. So there's no barriers between any human beings whatsoever. So in a really weird way, it turns out that everything was going according to Shinji's dad's plan because he was the, the Dead Sea Scrolls predicted an apocalypse where humanity had to evolve into something. So he was helping Seal achieve this because he wanted to be back with his wife, which was Shinji's mother, who is now dead, but is actually shinji's robot so in the movie we find out that while all that was going on there was like a, a f- fucking war whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if you didn't know evangelion uh was created by hideki yano and he basically lost his mind towards the end of the show and also his budget so the last two episodes of the original series are a complete cop-out of crazy psychedelic schizophrenic drawings about Shinji's mentality of being uh, whether he wants to choose to be part of the singularity and be able to accept everybody or to be a physical human being again and uh, to to deal with the barriers of human life and realize that Shinji is enough. He is he is worth it. And then Shinji's dad, after sacrificing Rei in a self-destruct sequence, finds another clone of Rei, and Rei, like, absorbs his hand and turns into God or something. So this is, this is now not the original series. This is the movie End of Evangelion, which Anno made because everybody hated the original. So he was like, well, fuck you. I'll make a big bombastic cinematic experience for you to all see what i actually really planned for the ending shinji becomes his robot and turns into like the size of the moon and so does a giant naked version of ray and then they have space sex shinji's dad puts what's called adam an embryo of adam the original angel into his hand and then he puts his hand on ray's breast Ray actually then just chops off his hand with her breast and merges into it. Then she merges into Lilith, the big uh, second angel, and then they create this giant planet-sized Ray who starts to suck up all of the souls of all the humans in the world and then combines with Eva One and the Sphere of Longus to... Uh, to basically send all human beings into like a soul realm. Everyone turns into floating crosses and gets sucked up into Ray's giant vagina hands. Yes, she does have vagina hands. And then what happens is uh, the same kind of thing as the last two episodes, episode 25 and 26 happen again where Shinji is in his own mind. Uh, he's seeing like fragments of 
Asuka and his relationship with Asuka, his relationship with Katsuragi, with Rei, oh, Kaji. God. Basically, they're always naked because he's attracted to all of them. He's basically a weird little pedo kid. Um, and he just basically once again chooses that he wants to be a human being and he wants to deal with the barriers that we put up against other people. But this time, he's going to let people in and he's going to realize that, Shinji, you are good enough. And, and there's this weird fourth wall breaking segment where the camera pans across the theater audience and then there's like a shot of Eva cosplayers in a, in a Japanese crowd. Anno did this weird thing during End of Evangelion where he basically fourth wall breaked everything where he filmed a, a, a cinema audience who watched the original Evangelion uh, and then he uh, overlaid that with like loads of death threats he received about the ending just while Shinji is monologuing for some reason. But George, what happens in the end on the beach? Uh, I don't... Uh... Like the only two people who basically wake up from this human like from the soul thing was Shinji and Asuka and he thinks Asuka's dead so he tries to strangle her for some reason. Oh yeah, the movie begins with him jerking off and ends with him strangling. Yeah. And then she touches his face and he's like, oh, okay, you're alive. And then she's like, you're disgusting. Yeah, it, it begins and ends with like harrowing episodes of abuse towards Asuk- Asuka. Good job. Uh, what the fuck did I watch? And there you go. That's Evangelion <laughs> in a 10 minute nutshell. Yeah. Okay. So I have a list of discussion questions for us. First oh my up, God. Why do we think this got so popular in Japan in the mid-90s? Because Japan has a problem with mental health. Japan has an, a well-documented, uh, sweep it under the rug, don't talk about it, mental health problem. Mental health in Japan is not treated seriously. And Evangelion is less about the robots and more about the human fragility of the mind. Yes. Uh, also, I, it has giant robots in it. And and this is a great example of of postmodernism happening around that turn of the nineties, where where things that were full of uh, kitschy sci-fi, uh, what is traditionally garbage schlock, ends up getting really weird and introspective, and actually like genuinely helpful and, and but progressive. It came, it came, it's important to document that it came at a time when mecha anime was like peak popularity. Gundam, Macross, and other shows like Big O and stuff like that was just coming out in the 80s and the 90s. And then all of a sudden you had this new mech anime coming out that turned out to be Evangelion, which had essentially everything to do about the mechs, but they weren't really mechs. They were just giant human beings with souls that people sat in. And the the robotic, everything about them that looks like a robot is actually just armor placement on top of the goopy, weird yeah. bio goop on, inside. Yeah, it's basically to keep their internal human berserk powers inside of them. Yeah, it. I, I really, really appreciate having watched Gunbuster before this, because that shows the... Just just how different it is. Like, Gunbuster had had these themes where where... The uh, teenage girls that piloted the giant robots would come back after 30-year-long lightspeed voyages that felt like a, a few days for them. But they'd come back and all their family would, would either be extremely aged since then or dead. And they gradually lost purpose because of their their obsession with, with their giant robot shtick. And that just gets ramped up to a scary place. And uh, towards the end of... Ev- Towards the end of Evangelion, the last uh, 10 episodes of the series and then the movie, like I was genuinely at the edge of my seat. I, I couldn't put it down for that chunk. And that it is a pretty crazy ending and it flies by. It's only an hour and 20 minutes long, but it does fly by. 
So, but yeah, it leaves a weird hollow feeling, the end of Evangelion. You're not really sure what to think. I, I appreciate the downer. Like, like when I back when I was in college, I, I typically like rated media experiences on on a scale of how many times did this thing make me ask, okay, what the fuck did that mean? Yeah, it's but that's the thing is like I feel like overall, like I'm not sure if it's even good. Really? Yeah. Like it's not like the middle sections from like episode like nine to like eighteen are just monster of the week episodes. That yeah, yeah, that is my primary gripe as well. Don't really have any progress whatsoever, and then it basically just like falls off a cliff in regards to it, it trying to cram in all of its themes. And it it the original series doesn't explain like the side plot about the instrumentality project very well. It literally doesn't explain anything about what the angels are. You only see Lilith once. It is not a very structurally sound TV show originally. It took like a lot of additional movies and media to be added to it to flesh out what we know as Evangelion today. That was that was my biggest issue were, were episodes in the beginning that kind of felt like like, yeah, you just described as monster of the week. I feel like that's a better description than filler, though, because like stuff happens. They're exciting, but it's not important. They fight 18 angels. So the middle of that is them just dealing with angels in different situations because all of the angels come in different forms and have different powers and do different things. It is monster of the week. It's basically it is. But it's meant to be like that. It's meant to riff off. Japanese cliche and like Super Sentai stuff, which it has always been Monster of the Week stuff. And since it's uh, it was originally billed as a as a TV series, they had to get away to fill out that week after week after week schedule. I was reading a fan email that describes to me that what I'm actually probably going to want to be looking for is is OVAs, original video series. I didn't know like how big of a distinction there was between Wait, the two. OVA, OVAs are basically recaps of a series just condensed. Huh. So, okay, cuz I the all the times I've been able to really get into an anime are are like this last 10 episodes of Evangelion plus the movie. Those those 8 episodes of uh FLCL, the six episodes of the Helsing OVA I watched out of high school. Like, like you need to watch more classic anime. Like, there's a reason for the most part that a lot of these anime get talked about for years and years and years. I see it now. Like, I'm seeing the, the whole impetus for for my video this week is is how much Evangelion is in Metal Gear Solid. Because holy shit, <laughs> that is the most George video I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I was having a blast just seeing how much of uh like pop culture visibly changed before and after Evangelion, even outside of anime in Japan. Like now I know what people are talking about when they say the Matrix is anime inspired, because uh, I always thought there was Ghost in the Shell in there, but there's Evangelion in there too. Evangelion did a lot. It did a lot. In Japan, it's just so, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like how people would talk about Star Wars in regards to it being untouchable and culturally significant. Everybody in Japan knows, like, a Cruel Angel thesis, like, the opening. Everybody knows, like, at the very least, they know the... Because it's just so synonymous with, like, Japan media. You, you, you think that this might be the years when electronic designs kind of went from boxy, bulky things to sleeker, curvier things? Because comparing the design of the Evas to robot, giant Japanese robots from the past marks a distinctive change between boxy, square things and like 
more sleek diamond shaped kind of kind of feminine silhouette things. Well, they're meant to look human, aren't they? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And maybe maybe that resonated to an extent. Maybe. They still look cool. Like even one for all of its problems still looks damn cool. I rode on the Eva train once. It was amazing. I, I feel like uh, Metal Gear Ray versus Metal Gear Rex uh, evokes that, that that change in mecha design going from Gundams to Evas. Um, the the red on black color scheme is is something I'm going to be focusing a lot on. Well, the seal slabs that that had the uh, conspirators behind the scenes, like that's how the the visual language MGS2 uses to describe the Patriots. They're red, shadowy, shadowy silhouettes on top of a black monolithic background. Yeah, I, can, I can see like the Patriots being inspired by seal. And stuff like that. I can see that. And and the concept for the Matrix is I'm sure there was a cyberpunk digital plug your brain into this utopia concept before. But the fact that they have plugs on their I don't bodies. Know. I feel like that's 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 clutching straws, I think. Uh, I, I feel like there is some elements to it, but yeah. Inspiration or maybe some passing thought, but not like directly like, oh, this is amazing, let's do this. Uh, what other, what other examples we got? Oh, Xenogears, Xenosaga, the whole, um, uh, uh, giant robots plus religious symbolism. Oh, also, you know how when they go up into space in the movie and like runes from this weird Jewish symbolism starts showing up on top of the explosions? All of the, apparently all of the religious stuff in Evangelion is not meant to be anything. It's just because it looks cool. Yeah, and I think like it looking cool resonated. You know how a lot of magic, a lot of Japanese magic and video games will have like pentagrams or crosses and stuff yeah. appear on top of globs of light. Was that a thing before Eva? Like what? How many earlier examples? Yeah. I know. Well, I you had Helsing and stuff like that. But yeah, I I I, I remember like pointing at the screen and and being like, oh, that's where that comes from a lot during that. That last 10, uh, 10, 10 episodes stretch, especially with how it cuts to straight up real life footage. Man, Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> seems... Wishes it was as fourth wall breaking yeah, as that. It seems a little less original now at this point, because cutting to real life footage in the middle of your batshit insane video game ending is is straight up Evangelion now. Now I know where that's <laughs> from. <sighs> So, if uh, unless you got any more examples, we can we can move on to our our final discussion question, which should be the most interesting. Bring it on. What is our interpretation of the crazy deconstructionist montages and monologues that happen towards the end of both the series and the movie? I.e., where in the place of the universe does that stuff happening, and why is that stuff happening both in the place of the universe and in real life in the in the Gainax Animation Studios? Which which I think you you did totally touch on how they how they ran out of a budget and so the animation got weird for that reason. Oh yeah, the end of the original series is all because of budget and because Anno was losing his mind. So how bad was it? How much control did a guy losing his mind have over a very, very big, very important pop culture media project like oh, but this? But it wasn't it wasn't massive at the time. It wasn't like it, it by when they were making those episodes, I'm sure they had no idea. Otherwise they would have immediately been given funding to make it better so so this is a real thing they really did run out of animation yeah. money at the end oh my god like if you <laughs> if you want to know anything about development hells like evangelion is a great example of it towards the end of evangelion like the quality drops off and they just 
they literally say on before the start of the 26th episode, which is, it will take too much time to explain all of this, so we are going to mm-hmm. focus on Shinji mm-hmm. Ikari's mind. Uh, I didn't know how, like... They literally say that before the start of the episode. Yeah, I didn't know how literal I should have taken it as a viewer. <laughs> no, it's literal. It's literal. <laughs> they did not have the time or the money. Oh, that is that is a, a tragic comedy. But that's of, why of they way made end off. of Evangelion, because it got popular and Anna was like, well, fuck you guys, I'm gonna make this then. So so is is it like true in, in, in the universe then that all the crazy stuff is happening in some kind of weird alternate reality matrix cyber realm? Wait. You mean what? You mean the the singularity? Thing? Yeah, yeah. When, when they're plugged in, and we're seeing like childhood doodles of of Shinji. Oh, that's instead happening. of that's that's his that's his soul. That's his like that's his per- person inside of the the singularity. You can see all of the souls being sucked up. That's just Shinji's. But for some reason, because Shinji is like one with Eva, he gets to decide whether he wants to join that or he doesn't. So. He's basically mentally looping and and hallucinating all of the reasons why he should or shouldn't do it. So what about the dad issues? One, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of this is that it turns out in a grand twist that this is all because Jindo Ikari still loves his family and wants them to be in a better reality than the shitty post-apocalyptic future these kids have to grow up in. no, he wanted to be with his wife again. Yeah, his wife's dead. So the only way he could do it was to be, well, his wife isn't technically dead. Her soul somehow, and they don't ever explain this. Oh yeah, like, it's in the computer. Her, no, 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 no. That's that's other person's mom. Shinji's mom is inside but, of either uh, one. What? 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 Wait, you didn't know that? No. Shinji's mom is evil one. Her soul is an evil one. This changes everything. Yeah, so Jendo wanted all of the souls to be mixed. He was going along with Seal's plan and pretending to basically be like, yes, yes, of course, let's do this. Because he knew if they did it, he would he would be able to reunite with Yui, his wife, because she was an evil one, but he had a plan to somehow uh, reverse it afterwards, but they don't really explain that either. So so that means that when Shinji gets absorbed into his Eva and then spat out naked, it's a kind of rebirthing scenario? Uh, No, not not that literal, because it's basically just foreshadowing the singularity, human, humanist, whatever it's called, project. No, uh, basically, like, when they try and get Rei or Adami or Asuka to fight in Eva 2 and it just won't in, in Eva 1 and it just won't even power on that's because it's rejecting everybody but Shinji that's it's, so Eva 1 is his 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 mother all of the okay. Evas have a soul that's how they okay. function that's how they go I, berserk and I have, e, Eva 1's soul is his mother I have another question the 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 giant like stay puff marshmallow angel that they have locked up in the basement they call that adam but is that lilith no that's not adam that's lilith adam is the tiny embryo like thing that jendo combines with his hand at the end huh and then okay yeah that's something that i definitely had wrong then because i thought that the big white one with the spear of longinus was 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 Adam that whole time, but that's Lilith. No, that's Lilith, because Kaoru goes down there, and he's like, ah, I get to see Adam, and then he gets up, he steps in front of it, and he's like, oh, you're not Adam, you're Lilith, you're the 
you know, the creator of Lilin and Lilin is. Humans. I was wondering about that because it gets all swollen and, and pregnant in the movie, but in the series, it's more masculine looking. No, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's the Lilith. It's the second one. Okay. Oh my. Oh, so, so Eva's even weirder than I thought. You also, you know, Ray is a clone of yeah. Shinji's mother, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a little yeah. that, that was a little easier to pick up with than yeah, than yeah. Eva O One being Shinji's mom. Well, that really does change everything. And basically, the series is just showing that the the way Shinji would have turned out is he, he would have turned out like Jindo. He would have just turned out like his dad. That's basically yeah, what is the that, series is a reflection of. Is that what we're seeing in the alternate reality where Shinji has like a, a more normal school life, but also more like macho, confident, masculine attitude to himself in that well, no, alternate reality we're picturing? like cutting everybody out, but like yeah. one person, him pretending like everything's okay when really it's not like kind of attitude and him being selfish and stuff was basically just like his dad. That's phew. so it's it, it all loops around too to dad issues. And I think that's one thing that I actually really, really appreciated about it is that despite the the filler episodes in the beginning, it's it sticks to that theme really solidly. Like like the first episode's full of dad issues all the way into the end. <laughs> well, it's, and then it turns... it's, it's it's anxiety that stems from being rejected by his dad. So he is afraid hmm. to let anybody be close to him. That's mm, why it's mm, called the mm. AT field or whatever it is like the and and he has those conversations with himself about all of that uh, all of that right yeah but then he, because of his dad because of his anxiety about his dad he questions every relationship he has with people in the world and to be fair he has like a good reason to Ray doesn't say anything to him Asuka tells him constantly she hates him and Katsuragi is really nice to him. Uh, but then she's like, fucking get in the robot, Shinji. Do your fucking shit, man. Stop wasting our time. So, you know, understandably, this poor boy, even though he is a bit of a whiny bitch, like... Jeez, you're... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but... He is, Shinji. Shinji is, like... Like, the the memes are about Shinji being a bitch. <laughs> but speaking, like, speaking of memes... Yeah. Is it just me, or is the ending unintentionally hilarious now? Where the screen cracks and everyone is congratulating him. Yeah, that, that yeah, the end of the series the, the, when that happens is is still funny to me now the, because the, of the, the internet has made it worse. Yeah, but uh, with that it's with that being worth said, watching, we're, for sure, we're absolutely. I I loved it. It Bo- is worth watching, is, but I, I, own, I wouldn't I wouldn't oh. say it is necessarily good. It's very different. I appreciated it both for what was there. I loved how crazy it it started deconstructing itself to be able to tackle these really, really intimate, scary psychological themes, and also how uh, like like educational it was in terms of seeing how pop culture changed before and after, especially Japanese yeah. pop culture. For it's one of those though that you have to do a lot of side reading to ever get a grasp. Like George missed one of the most key points of the mm-hmm. whole series, which is that evil one is is Shinji's mother, essentially. That, that is that is that is a example of how Evangelion doesn't explain very much. But that also shows why people will rewatch this again and again for years. Oh yeah, 
And and with that said, we're about to hit two hours on uh on the podcast. Yeah, and I want to go to bed. I've got I've got some joining the singularity of my bed to do. So so congratulations! Yeah, you finished Evangelion. You, you finished it. one anime, George. Congratulations to yourself. I hope you are arguing in your own mind about watching more anime. Shinji, you